Hey everybody, welcome to Bamcast Extra, episode 36. Whoa. Yeah. So many numbers. They're getting higher every week. Crazy. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. What we should redo like episode one. We should. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember. What was the first one we did? I don't know. I don't know either, but I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. I do know that. Mm-hmm. And it's like week six of Banff Camp. Yeah, it is. And this week is family week. We got full on malaria and... Oh yeah, we're dying. Uh, <laughs> we would just want to go home. So many ticks. <laughs> I mean, nervous ones. <laughs> yeah, but hey, kids, go get your parents, because these are two movies that they might like. Yeah, totally. probably not. Mm-hmm. We'll see. If you're listening and maybe you're six, you might like these. If you're listening and you're six, <laughs> you should have gotten your parents' permission before listening to this. Yes, get off the internet, please. <laughs> uh, so this week, two movies. We have 1995's It Takes Two. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And 2007's Daddy Day Camp. Which means it's Cuba Gooding June. It is. Brought to you for one week only here at Banff Camp. Hashtag Cuba Gooding June. That's right. Unless you're listening on the free, and then it's It's probably... It's July, and it's all fucked. Yeah. Cuba Gooding July. (laughs) Q-Li Gooding June. (laughs) Anyway, Uh we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's talk about the Olsen twins (laughs) in a loose remake of The Parent Trap. Uh It takes two. Make everything go right. Yeah. Uh, this one stars the Goot, mm-hmm. Steve Gutenberg, mm-hmm. and Kirstie Alley, uh-huh. and the Olsen twins. Correct. And yeah, it's the Parent Trap. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, that's really all this is. Although it's odd that there's no explanation for how these two twins exist. The only explanation seems to be is like that's strange. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, that's unusual. Moving on. Yeah. So. The, this is the tale of, of two very different children. Mm-hmm. One is an orphan. Right. Growing up on the mean streets of New York. Right. <laughs> she sees everything around her mm-hmm. with her special vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As orphans do. The other is a uh, rich kid. Uh-huh. Belongs to Steve Gutenberg. Right. Let me address that right off the bat. Okay, go ahead. I... This movie threw me for a loop as soon as I started realizing what was going on. Uh-huh. That it was going to be orphan kid and rich kid. Yep. And totally thought that the uh, parent and or guardian situation was going to be completely reversed. So you thought Gutenberg would be like a hobo? I thought he'd be the <laughs> schlubby, you know, uh, Felix Unger type thing. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Or no. Felix Unger is the... Fuck, I don't know. Felix Unger is the clean one. I thought he'd be the uh, Oscar, uh, whatever his last name was. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I figured... Oscar Madison, he's the messy one. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't I did figure that Gutenberg would be the rich guy, but he's totally the rich guy. I'm I'm interested in to hear why. I don't know. Because he's always played that that kind of slicky boy, yeah. clean-cut guy. Yeah, I just, I could see Kirstie Alley being the rich lady, and I just thought, I, I pictured Steve Gutenberg in a ratty t-shirt and a Mets cap or something. I don't know. <laughs> Well, so you were just thinking about regular old Steven Gutenberg right now. <laughs> I generally am. <laughs> just hanging just so out in you his know. t-shirt and a Mets cap. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so, but... No. He's the he's the rich guy. He is the rich guy. He, he He's he, famous. He's rich because he saw the cellular phone craze coming, mm-hmm. and he bought the air. Right. <laughs> well, yes, the, the spectrums or yes, whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah, so he's got a bunch of money, but he's got a dead wife, and uh-huh. and so he's a he's a rich bachelor guy, doesn't have time for his kid much. Sure. I mean, you know, the kid's off at boarding school, and he's busy making money. Yeah. And uh, the other one, the other Olsen, and by the way, I have no idea which one's which. I don't care. It, it You couldn't tell because they're equally credited in the cast yeah. as... I mean, being the other one, which right. in the cast, don't do that. Yeah. Because one of them actually is the other one. The other one's impersonating yeah. the other. So don't put both credits on them. Yeah. And I it, does, no it does get confusing because once they do switch, then I'm just like, I have no idea which one's acting and which one's doing. I, did, I had no longer had any idea. Well, but. I think back then they were completely interchangeable because of the child labor laws. Mm. I mean, that's why there were two of them on the full house thing. Right. It was like, well, we can work them so many hours, but if we have two of them, twice as many hours. Yeah. I'm sure it was pretty much the exact same thing on this movie. Probably. Yeah, because they have very few scenes together. Right. Yeah, it's not until, like, now can you even tell them apart, because 
one found heroin and the other one is doing all right, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe they just have different hairstyles now. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I agree to disagree. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so Steve Gutenberg has decided he's going back to one of his many summer houses to open it back up and mm-hmm. spend some time there because he has a special announcement and a party to throw because he's going to marry a lady mm-hmm. who's terrible. She's a terrible lady. Right. Um, so he hasn't been there like pretty much since his wife died and across the lake to this house. Yes. They have multiple houses. They do. Oh, they have plenty. Yeah. But across from this house, there's a, there's a lake between. And then on the other side is this camp that his late wife created, like Mm -hmm. founded. Yeah. Like, Hey, orphans might like camp too. Right. So here's an orphan camp. Please Mm -hmm. come. So what happens is, is I guess they don't have parents day at the orphan camp. (laughs) No, I guess they probably don't. Um, (laughs) Just one more day of activities. Unless that's just what they they call the campfire ghost stories. Oh, parents day. (laughs) God. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What is wrong with me? I don't know. This Uh, is dark. Yeah, it is. This is very dark for a movie. This is so not dark. (laughs) Jesus. Anyways. He's an orphan too. (laughs) I guess kind of. Um, so the the New York Olsen twin goes to this camp mm-hmm. because uh, she had well she had an interview with some prospective parents but they were weird and she was like hell no and basically like this orphanage just puts all the kids on a bus and drives the bus to the camp. Hold on, I want to point out the fact that like they they do justice to something that I think we have normalized as a society. All right, that the couple that they go to see. I, one famous athlete does not an unfunny name make because their last name is Buttkiss, uh-huh. and they continually point out the fact that that is a ridiculous last name. Yes, they so do. I'm just saying, I, I appreciate this movie for going, you know, kind of retconning life and saying, <laughs> you know what, Buttkiss is a stupid fucking name. I'm sorry, <laughs> and and it's worse that the guy who normalized it has the worst name. Yes, Dick Dick, Dick Buttkiss. <laughs> Just, I mean, come on. Yeah, we were all we were all five to ten once. That's hilarious. It is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. But so they all just get on this bus and they go to camp, and it's it's camp time for them. And uh, the the rich the rich twin is picked up at the airport or whatever because she's coming back from boarding school, mm-hmm. and the butler is taking her to this house where the kid thinks it's a surprise party for her, Gee. but. Huh? Vincenzo. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's it's not. It's going to be a surprise announcement for the pending nuptials of the goot and terrible lady. Right. I, I will say, like, okay, location-wise, this this the one house that has the strongest ties to the dead mother slash wife, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. is this the place that you want to break the, you're getting a new mom? No. I'm thinking no. No. But there's no movie if it doesn't happen here. <laughs> True. I'm just saying, like, hey, welcome home. We're going to your your mom's favorite place. Yes. Also, here's your new mom. To besmirch her memory. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Carol from Friends. Right. Yeah. Yes. The, ter- the terrible lady is Carol from Friends. Yeah. Yeah. And she's... So, like, she puts on this appearance, like, oh, look, a little girl. It's, it's so lovely to meet you. It's going to be great. Um, but then, like, immediately, she's just in another room... God, now I know why his wife is dead. Because bad taste, blah. and you know, the twin is there listening, and immediately is like, "Oh no, this is a terrible lady. Mm-hmm. Get her out of this house." And that's when the goot's like, "Yeah, well, uh, I was thinking I'd marry her, mm. and uh, she would be your new mom. That would be great, huh?" And she didn't much care for that, so she nope. she runs off, yep. runs yep. away. Meanwhile, a gang of orphans have shown up, <laughs> led by the other twin. Who have, are just like, ah, this house is haunted. Let's ring the doorbell, see if the ghost answers, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So she rings the bell and the butler answers. And it's like, oh, you came back. Great. Please come back in the house and get ready for the party. Yeah. And she's kind of horrified that there's paintings of her on the wall. Not her, but, you know, I mean, it's just standard twin shenanigans. Right. Meanwhile, the other the the other one, the rich girl has been found by Kirstie Alley in the woods and is like, come back to camp do things and it's you know she's like oh she's a great athlete let's let her play football yeah they, they sort of like inadvertently twin switch yeah without a plan yes and then both kind of equally get freaked out about the situation and go running back towards their actual places and bump into each other and you're like hey you're me i'm mm-hmm. you oh no yep i've got a plan right i think we could trap our parents <laughs> <laughs> yeah or guardian 
Yeah, it's basically like, well, your dad seemed nice, and it was like, oh, that lady, Chrissy Alley, seemed nice. Why don't we get them together? Because mm-hmm. that lady's evil, and then we could all live happily ever after. Yeah. So there's your plot. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, and just random shenanigans along the way. It's Yeah. So the because the... Um... Because the rich girl knows how to ride horses, mm-hmm. because, you know, she's rich, and that's what rich people do. They do. They know how to ride um, horses. Yeah, they subjugate animals <laughs> and their, ride on them. It's in their blood. Uh, um, and so they, uh, you know, go off. She talks Kirstie Alley into going on a horse ride, and Kirstie Alley, of course, is not very much with it. Oh, she's terrible at it. <laughs> and then I think they managed to, like, ditch her or something, because uh, one of the the one that's the tomboy of the two, the, mm-hmm. the orphan, mm-hmm. um, is like, watch this, slingshot the horse's butt, and... The horse takes off and Kirstie Alley's freaking out. Yeah. Meanwhile, Steve Gutenberg is out also riding with the other one who's not very good at riding. No. <laughs> and he's he's like, Well, why why aren't you able to ride a horse or something? <laughs> yeah, and, what's wrong with you? But yeah, so anyway, he rescues Kirstie Alley. Yeah. And and this and begins their not romance uh, but kinda is. It's right. just like, Oh, you're you're awesome for me, but I have to marry this awful person mm-hmm. for reasons. Yeah, they never I mean, really explain what his reasons is. Yeah, that, I mean, are. they they. I mean, so they they meet. He slows the horse down. You know, the rampaging horse, and then he's just like, yeah, you know, you just got to like be good on a horse, and immediately runs into a tree mm-hmm. and knocks himself off the horse. Mm-hmm. So she takes him back home and is like iodining his cut on his head, and you know they're making wooey faces at each other. They and are. Then, uh, they just kind of put the kibosh on. Oh, he gets a call. That's yeah. what it is. He gets a call from Carol. It's uh, always off. some kind of yeah. interruption. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just here at the meeting and something. Mm-hmm. And she runs off as like, how dare you? And yeah. So he just like spends his time pining for her across the lake. And Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Next day is like, hey, I think I'll go across the lake mm-hmm. see what's up. So they have some more flirty times and start a food fight because, you know, that's what you do at a camp. Yep. Sure. Um, there's a there's a lot of hey, meet my girl. Yeah, she's like that would blow the whole thing. Right. So so yeah, shenanigans happen in order to keep the cover. Uh huh. Deep cover. Food fight starts. Yeah, food fight starts, and then they join in, and then eventually, like, they're like, oh, you can go shower over there if you want to." And he's like, "I got a better idea. Let me jump in the lake." Yeah, and, why don't you go jump in the lake? <laughs> and then acts like he's drowning and makes her jump in. Meanwhile, he's snuck up and. Like cannon bombs her, cannonballs her because you know, it's yeah, that's a bad. Don't do that. <laughs> don't pretend you're drowning and then disappear. <laughs> Although but, I guess it's endearing, yeah. it works. But, but they, yeah, they they almost kiss in the water, and the butler is kind of watching in the telescope. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's Carol shows up, evil lady, un, yeah, yeah, un, un, unannounced, and because you know she's immediately jealous of like who is this lady on the phone and. And sees sees them through the telescope, and is like, "Well, I never." Mm-hmm. And yes, but this I, doesn't really this break anything. Up. She just, her plan is now just like, "I must move up the wedding date from yeah. from a month to now till tomorrow." So yeah, like she's because like she's the oldest kid of this family who's yet to get married. So like she has this. I mean, there are like reports on the radio about her. Like maybe she'll finally get married. Blah blah blah. It's it's like she has this pressing need to. Oh my god, I must get married, but. Gutenberg doesn't seem to have any reason to marry her. Not really. No. None. It's just it's just events have been set in motion and he's like, "Well, I guess this is happening. I don't know what's happening." Yeah. So, and it's one it's one of those bad dumb situations where it's like this lady is overwhelmingly evil to every single person mm-hmm. except Gutenberg, and it's impossible for him to not ever catch wind of this. Right. But for some reason he is just completely snowed. Mhm. But, you know, movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and eventually, like, at some point, the adoption thing comes back into play because mm-hmm. the, the Butkiss family has. Like, yeah, they, they've got him, um, you know, gone back into their, you know, fake uh, alter ego yeah. hiding. And so essentially, like, the wedding is progressing. And there's talks of, like, sending her off to boarding school or something like that, again, even further away, like, year-round boarding school. Yeah. And then the other one's like, hey, the butt kisses have shown back up, and they're basically taking you away all the while, like, because they had formulated a plan where, like, they tell, they they write letters to each of their guardian parent people. Right. And so, like, Kirstie Alley's out in the middle of the woods, like, thinking she's going to meet Steve Gutenberg, and she doesn't manage to get the note to Steve Gutenberg to get him out there. Yeah. So, Kirstie Alley's just standing out there, and meanwhile, the, like... 
adoption people and the social uh, social workers come out and are just like, "Yep, we're taking her away." Bye. Yeah. And she's like, "I that's I'm not her." <laughs> and like the whole time, just like, "I it's not me." Yeah, you, there's a misunderstanding, and they just basically cart her away. Right. And the Butkus family ends up being this horrible child labor service where it's just they have this mound of scrap somewhere and it's just like all these kids they've adopted just have to work in the scrap yards. Yeah, they have one natural son <laughs> and like eight other orphans that they've adopted, which it's like um I, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like what, what world it is where they're like the social workers are like, obviously you in this duplex can afford to have eight orphans. Yeah. Um, and we'll just keep giving you more. Well, and, you know, especially because, like, so Kirstie Alley's upset that be- she never signed off on this. It just mm-hmm. happened. Right. Because she's been trying to adopt her yeah. herself, and they're, like, they're literally laughing at her for what she makes as a social worker. Yeah. But, like, so, like, she finds out what's going on mm-hmm. and goes to the house to get the kid back. And but like is immediately just like next door neighbors like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who works all those kids to death. That's why he's got so many orphans. living there. It's like, Jesus, I mean, it would have taken two minutes of investigating to figure out this is a fucking crime. But but yeah, so <laughs> Kirstie Alley is, is, you know, this rescue time mm-hmm. calling in favors and whatnot to. Yeah, uh, she's she's kind of partnered with the the butler who is making sure that. Who's also discovered the the ruse, yeah. and then I think she eventually she discovers the ruse as well yes. because the rich girl still dressed like the poor orphan is like yeah. helping her essentially. Yeah, everyone but Gutenberg knows at yeah. this point. Yeah, Gutenberg's like off in New York, like thinking he's, he's just getting, wedding time, la yeah, la la, <laughs> with the with the wrong kid there, and yeah, know. um, yeah. So this just leads to you know giant wedding shenanigans, and it, this kind of is the only real moment that I laughed out loud during this is because like, there's, there's some like, so Carol is, you know, freaking out and, and the wedding must happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. And just starts running down the aisle to get there. (laughs) And the organ player just speeds up and starts just (laughs) playing nonsense. (laughs) It's like, here comes the bride. And then it's just sped up and then it's just banging on an organ. (laughs) It's the only part that I laughed out loud at. Um, but, uh, so they they kidnap they like steal a horse and carriage mm-hmm. to get there, um, and I, I guess they make it in time and yeah. and stop the wedding, um, reveal their twin magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and basically, yeah, everything works out right. Mm-hmm. It it takes two to make everything go right. It, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I mean, like, the, you know, they storm in and they're like, yeah. And uh, and the great thing is, is, like, Steve Gutenberg was already on his own, pretty much going, nah. Uh, likes baseball. I might yeah. like dating her. Right. But yeah, but, you know, he he's eventually like, no, I can't. Sorry. And but does he does he say no before they barge in? No. No? But he says like, it he, as he, they barge it in? It seemed like he was hemming and hawing. Okay. Like, he, he might have gotten there on his own. All right. But yeah, she, she they bust in in the back, and everyone's like, whoo, whoo, yeah. whoo, two, two of the same kid. Well, actually, the kid was hiding behind her, so he just sees Christy Allen. And he's yeah. like, nah. Yeah. yeah, but then like he's presented with both kids, and he's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> How is this possible? And I kept waiting for some horrific explanation that his wife hid away one of their twins. <laughs> Like, for some reason. Like, it's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, his like, wife had twins, and they secretly stashed one away they somewhere. They Luke Skywalker one away, and the <laughs> yes. other one got to grow up as a princess? Exactly. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I kept waiting for that explanation. Okay. But it was just, it, the explanation is literally just, huh, identical strangers. That's weird. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kiss, and hap- happily ever after for that family, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. So, It Takes Two is over. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we kind of rate them. We, we do. Um, I want to say real quick, okay. uh, It Takes Two is directed by Andy Tennant. Uh-huh. And I know this means nothing to you personally, but it does to me and people who have grown up with the movie Midnight Madness as I have. Okay. There's a character in that movie named Melio who is Andy Tennant, who is just a fucking goofball. Okay. And every time I see him listed as a director of a movie, it just makes me laugh because all I can picture is this fucking idiot in this movie and that he is now directing major motion pictures. It's hmm. hilarious to me. So okay. shout out to Midnight Madness. Um, I'm going to give this one bag just because I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> I don't want, it, it's it's not it's nothing terrible. It's just it's just a movie. It's just it's not for me. It's for eight year old girls, basically. But. I will say it's not embarrassing. It's not 
groan worthy. It's not it's not something where you just look at it and go, God, they're so out of touch or anything like that. It's it's a decent, nice little movie. Mm-hmm. I just don't give a shit. OK, like there were there were a couple of moments along the way where Christie Alley and or Steve Gutenberg got to kind of uh, expand out from the script a little bit and just kind of goof off a little bit. But it just it was never enough for me to really there's nothing for me to point to in this and go, yeah, you got to see that. So, I mean, you know, I could recommend it if you're looking for a movie for your eight year old. But if you're, you know, part of the bad movie fiends <laughs> universe and mm-hmm. want a fun, bad movie, this isn't it. Hmm. So. Well, let me speak to you as from personal experience of having been an eight-year-old girl. What? I actually quite like this little movie. <laughs> okay. Um, this is part of your history I did not know. Yeah, Go on. No, that's fine. Um, no, I've never actually been an eight-year-old girl. I think I just like some of the movies that they do. Okay. Um, no, I I actually surprisingly really like this little movie. Okay. Um, I, I can't put my finger to any one thing. Yeah. That I would say is like, oh yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I did simultaneously. I'll also laugh to the organ thing. Yeah, uh, but I was also laughing like at, at like little things. Like to me, like the sum of a movie's parts can like sometimes make it better. Sure. Like so, there were little side characters that I found myself laughing at their like one line mm-hmm. um like the guy whose horse gets stolen just the way that like he so very dramatically is like that's my horse <laughs> as they're riding off i'm just like yeah and and like even the neighbor who like squeals on on the terrible butt kisses like yeah i have a soft spot for movies set in and around new york where people aren't being awful right like where i feel like all right, let me let me let me retract that a little bit. Okay, like New York, most New Yorkers are assholes, but like in an endearing kind of way to sure. me. Like they're they're assholes on the surface, but like there's like a heart of gold behind them. I think, mm-hmm. and and some movies get that, and some don't. Some people just think all New Yorkers are are just straight up pure assholes. And then I I enjoy the movies like this and Home Alone, Lost in New York, where it's like I feel like people come across as brash and, and, and terrible, mm-hmm. but like, they'll also be like, yeah, I'll help you. You know, like, so it's just like, what the fuck you need help for? Come on. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that kind of whole thing. And right. so like, I, I adore movies that are set in, in that actual like reality of New York. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was one of those. And, and I just feel like that it's, it's a curve. Like I just love m- movies set in what I feel like is real New York. Um, and like I, just, I think, just just the way that the guy was like, yeah, they're terrible. They work their kids to death. And she's like, can I use your phone? He's like, yeah, come on, I won't even charge you. You know, like I fucking I love lines like that, like because yeah. that's so actual New York. Yeah, and it's, 90s New York was like they were starting to clean up from the 80s, mm-hmm. but they were still like on the surface angry. But then we're like, eh, you know, yeah, I don't, eh, I don't, really, come have, on. I don't really have a reason. To be Everything's angry. fine, really. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's no problems in the world, so I don't know why I'm angry. Come on over here. Yeah. So. I can't point to any one thing. I just found this movie charming. And yeah, I've seen The Parent Trap too many times, the uh-huh. original one. Yep. Um, I think I've seen the Lohan one once. Okay. I don't know. All maybe. Right. But like, it's a good story. Like, to me, it works. I mean, it, yeah, it takes some suspension of disbelief in the fact that these ones aren't actually married or are they're not related yeah. you know, through anything. It's just not the twins are married. That'd be weird. But no, I just mean, like, there's there's no, like, actual relation between these two. But right. somehow this has worked. And I don't know that I've ever seen an Olsen twin movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the things, straight to video things that they were making when they were trying to capitalize on their popularity when they're like wait they're twins put them in movies (laughs) you know so like (laughs) in my head i thought it was going to be like they were going to be insufferable and i actually found them very interesting and fun they're good yeah like they're good and they're not like doing catchphrases or or something like and they're not embarrassing nothing about their performances are bad and that's what i mean like i i just i think in my head i thought it was like the later day Ernest movies where it's like they are so much their own character that was just like going to be one stupid thing after another yeah. or, or I didn't know if they were allowed to use full house catchphrases but you know they had like 18 catchphrases on full house <laughs> I know you know so I, I I just in my head I've always painted that they just had this terrible on screen persona thing and now actually having seen one granted they're they went on to make like 20 more when they yeah. got older and older and older so maybe they get that way but I'm just saying like they were they were fine and yeah. like actually there was a reason why they were child actors. They were pretty good. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I, I feel like I've talked too much about this dumb little movie, but I just, I liked it. I, I'm going to give it two jocks. Okay. Like I would not, I would not only recommend it. I recommend it just a little bit more. Like I, 
especially if you have kids, like this is to me, this is one of the good ones. Like this was like, this is the kind of movie I wouldn't mind having on four kids to watch if, and being subjected to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, to me, that's the silver lining in all kids movies. Like I've just like, if I could watch it and not want to pull my hair out because it's constant noise or, or, or maybe what we're about to talk about, um, then, yes. you know, like I'm going to, you know, I'll stop, I'll stop talking about it now. I just think it's a, it's a charming little movie. Yeah. It, I mean, and you know, like you were saying, like the, the, the kids are fine in it. There are some extended scene kids who are also fine in it. It's, there's nothing in this movie that is like, you just want to smash your face into mm-hmm. a wall. There is just nothing like that. Um, it's just it's just very easy. It's it's an easy yeah, movie. Absolutely. Like, like the script was probably a second draft and you know, it like things like when a song starts playing on the soundtrack, you're like, Yeah, of course that's what song is gonna play here. It's it, it just mm-hmm. they're just little things about it that's just like, ah, this is fine, but ah, I could have gone a little extra. I mean, I you know, I have more faith in Emilio than this, and I just wish he had <laughs> gone a little further. But hey, you know, good on him and that people like this movie. You like this movie, so Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. So let's talk about another movie. Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about what I thought I didn't think was going to be, but turned out to actually be a sequel to Daddy Daycare, uh, Daddy Day Camp. Mm-hmm. I feel like the whole universe is ruined. I've, I've never seen the first one. So. Well, I have, but all I remember is the scene that's in the gift form of Eddie Murphy looking around and there's shit everywhere. <laughs> mm. um, you don't need to see the first one. The first one was kind of at the start of Eddie Murphy's plummet into garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this... Wisely, Eddie Murphy was like, "No," so they just got Cooper Gooding Jr. to play him. <laughs> yeah, well, they got they got. There's three. I think there's three returning characters from the first one. Uh, I know him and his buddy are and the wife. Yeah, we're all different people yes. in the first movie. Yeah, but this is same universe, same everything. It's just guys who apparently are really not good with kids deciding to make a living taking care of kids, mm-hmm. and after having successfully taken care of kids in a house for a while somehow get roped into opening up a camp for kids so all right <laughs> i i guess we should sort of like how we we approach all things i i would like to comment on having before seen this uh-huh. like just I, I like having seen the cover yeah okay out in the wild mm-hmm. not knowing anything yep i thought that was anthony anderson on the cover <laughs> i always did <laughs> like when we when this movie started i was like holy shit that was cuba gooding jr <laughs> I'm not. Tra- I'm not like. No, I can get that. Everyone I, is like air, th- airbrushed to death on yeah, the cover, yeah. and so like I was like, oh, it's thin Anthony Anderson, like because he went through a period where yep. he's like he was like real thin, and like I I just always thought like I, I never like looked any closer to the cover. I just saw it. I was like, oh, oh it's Anthony. Anderson. Well, he was, he was doing kids movies around right, this time, exactly. and Cuba Gooding Jr. was not. He Cuba Gooding Jr. was not in studio movies around this time. He was in <laughs> he was in garbage. Yeah, um, I, I like I said. I mean, that's just from the onset. I'm like having never actually picked up the cover and looked at it closely and read names or anything, I was like, yeah, I, like when this movie started, I was like, holy shit, that's Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. He's in this movie. Yeah. Huh. So this movie, at, at, at some point in child acting universe, there, there became a point where everyone's kid became something special. And all those kids now get cast in kids movies. Mm-hmm. And they're all just fucking insufferable. It's like they are all thinking they are amazing comedic actors and actresses, and they're all fucking garbage. And this movie is filled with them. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of kids who are fucking insufferable. Like you, you go back and what, what, like Meatballs too. Like a bunch of kids in those in the in that movie went on to become actual actors. Mm-hmm. They were all convincing. Just being kids. Yep. No, no one in this movie is remotely convincing. Uh, the the nerdy kid and oh, the, the Warcraft kid, <laughs> the nerdy kid and the girl that he were both like super yeah. understated. And the um and the girl, the this smart girl, made one movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Then the, the smart girl was okay too. I'm just saying, like yeah. everyone else was like, I am talking loudly. Mm-hmm. I'm funny because I'm loud. Fart noise. Yeah. I wet the bed. I just saying that the, that those three. I, okay. I I was kind of doing the same thing. I was like, oh my god, yeah. stop. Yeah, but. This movie, it's yeah. it, so they're celebrating the end of a year of daycare, mm-hmm. and of course they've done such a, such a good job that kids are fucking destroying Cuba Gooding Jr.'s house, mm-hmm. just destroying it. And how th- anyone is like, you did a good job, Cuba Gooding Jr. Well, it's his house getting destroyed, yeah, not theirs. So I guess that in a day camp, 
or daycare since everything's working out all right for the parents. Because yeah. if they go ape shit and break everything in his house, they're not doing it at home. <laughs> I guess. But so I don't even know how they get on the topic of camp. It's uh, it's just like it's basically like there was a conversation that happened before the movie started. It was just like, yeah, well, you know, our kids are going to the camp. Oh, right. And it's like, I don't want kids going to camp. And, then, and yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. tells the story. He's like, I, I went to camp and it was the worst thing ever. I lost the relay race and lost the respect of my father and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I hate the kid that beat me and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't want my camp kid going to camp. And it's t- in typical for- wife form. It's like. Cool. That's that's a cool story there, husband. Um, <laughs> Take how, my kid to camp. However, what I said is still standing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so they they have to like drive past this cool camp to to get there, where it's just like jet skis and and go karts and all this cool and shit a, and a half pipe with with <laughs> it's like sponsored by vans. Yes. Yeah, and they're like, oh, don't worry about that, kids. Where we're going is better. Mm-hmm. And they just pull up in just junk pile <laughs> shit camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, camp tetanus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is being overseen by Brian Doyle, Mur- Brian Doyle Murray, who is just, you know, like, hey, ah, what do you get out of here? And they're just like, but we want to bring our kids here. And he's like, what? Why? He's like, can't you see her clothes? Because when they pulled up, um, the villain of the movie was actually at the camp, yeah. like basically doing the, well, I, can't, I don't understand why you won't sell. I'll just mm-hmm. wait for the bank to foreclose and then I'll buy this piece of shit. Yep. And it's Lachlan Monroe. It is. Um, Welcome back to the show, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and then he just, of course, you know, they, they, let's just say they made him a douchebag. Like he drives it, yes. like an H3 Hummer that's yellow and like everything about him is just like. He wears like purple camo. Yeah. <laughs> like just everything about him like in every scene is pretty much like he's, he's the worst. Yep, he is. And then again, like an off screen deal happens where they bust home and are like. Yeah, we uh, we were partners, we're in, partners the in the camp, and and they're like, and the wife's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we're gonna parlay the good name of Daddy Daycare into this camp, and all these kids will come, right? And and basically they go to like clean up the camp and everything, and Brian Doyle Murphy's like, cool, you guys got this, bye, and you know, and kind of leave them with like no camp experience. Yeah, so. Brian Doyle Murray leaves, and immediately the bank shows up and mm-hmm. is like, oh, well, we hear there are new investors. Uh, time to foreclose on your house. <laughs> and Cuba Gooding Jr. is just like, what if we make the camp viable? What if there's a bunch of kids here? Well, no, because, all right, so they have they have one day. They, they, they have a day, and, like, the, the, the stipulation is, like, as long as you can keep 30 campers here every day, it's enough that we can keep this place open. For another month. Yeah, so... <laughs> And this is literally like, as the name suggests, it is a day camp. Like kids roll in in the morning, go home at night. Yeah, they don't no one stay stays there. there. Yeah. So bus full of like 30, 40 kids gets off and they just have this awful day. Like there is. Well, okay. So. <laughs> they... Well, the, the bus, like the brakes fail on the bus and the bus like plows into like the main building. The bus hits the main building and explodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the bus, but like the building just kind of, you know. Yeah, there's some sparks and stuff, and okay. it's just like, wow. <laughs> that was like the one gag in this movie where I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, right into that. Which, uh, if we're talking about directors, this this movie's directed by Kevin Arnold. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Fred Savage. Yeah. <laughs> whose brother was in, or his TV brother was in Meatballs 2, so. Huh. Yeah. Jason Hervey. Jason Hervey. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Man, I just had to, there was so much in my brain that I had know. to plunge the... Yeah. Mind, the, mind the depths of my IMDb brain. Yeah. Um, anywho, yeah. So like, whatever. Day goes horribly. <laughs> you know, like it does. Uh, prior to they had like a little. Uh, we got to clean up the camp montage, which yeah. included like there's a fucked up outhouse toilet place that needs all this work, but they don't have the money for it and nope. all this other stuff. So, um, but whatever. They have a terrible day. Uh, in it that ends with like dude taking a shit, the light going out, and him lighting a. <laughs> lighter and blowing up the methane filled outhouse that they were warned about earlier. Uh-huh. So like all these kids are just standing there like they've had this awful day and like next day like seven kids come back. Yeah. <laughs> and so they're like, oh we're fucked. Yeah. And that's when Cuba Gooding Jr. like basically doubles down on like I'm going to take out a second mortgage on my house mm-hmm. to keep this place afloat. Right. That's when the bank people show up okay. to their house and they're just like, oh, is this real Tiffany? And uh, I I I guess in their world they're like <laughs> You get everything inside the house when you're foreclosed. Which Absolutely, is not how that works in mm. actual life or no. anything. But um, anyway, um, but uh, that's when that's when the wife's like, "All right, you need to call your father, someone who has some outdoors experience, because like you've got to get more kids there. Yeah, our whole house and everything is staked on this now." But he's like, "No, I, I don't want to do that." But then like Lachlan Monroe and company start invading the camp, mm-hmm. just invade and fuck everything up and steal their flag. Mm-hmm. 
and just humiliate all the kids and trash everything. Yep. And I just Cuba Gooding Jr. I, I'm pretty sure. Don't call your dad. Call the police. <laughs> yeah, that's the, what a crime just occurred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, that kind of leads to him. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'll go get my dad, who's, mm-hmm. you know, just military, old, grizzled military guy. Who yeah. is the, one of the cops in Big Lebowski. Or plenty of other places you'll recognize this guy. But mm-hmm. he is, like, acting like he's giving a lecture to military people and then, like, you know, doing this whole thing where he's talking about how to win on the battlefield and then cut away to there's, like, three college kids just writing in no- notebooks and... <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically revealed that like he's more or less retired and but just can't get out of the military lifestyle. So they throw him a bone every once in a while, <laughs> like letting him like teach some things to the army reserves like once every six months. And yeah. college kids who are trying to learn about military history. So like basically he just doesn't have a job is what. So, yeah, so. pretty much. But yeah, so he comes to the camp and he's like, I'm going to turn all these kids into Marines. And Cooper Goody Jr. is like, no, hang on. Just we just want them to not suck. Right. <laughs> That's all we need. Just teach them survival skills. Yeah. And he's he just like, all right, let's go, kids. Let's go on a nature walk. And again, like all the the Lachlan Monroe kids all show up on on go karts or or four wheelers, mm-hmm. just you know riding around them and and you know intimidating them. And that's when he's just like, oh hell no, we're we're <laughs> we're invading them and getting our flag back. It's on. Right. Also, uh, the the Colonel Granddad uh, convinced them that like. You can't have any unit cohesion unless you stay there. So it be- ceased to become a day camp. It just became an overnight camp. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they got that to fly with parents, but maybe these parents were, if their parents were like, heard what happened the first day and still sent their kids back there, chances are they don't like their kids. No, they're bad yeah. parents. <laughs> these <laughs> are just like, parents. well, maybe he will get bit by a snake and that'll just be one less thing I have to deal with. Because I mean, if you've seen these kids, other than the three of them, they're kind of fucking terrible. <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, there's various and assorted shenanigans where they're, they, uh, I, I don't really understand. There's a lot of things that happen in this movie off camera mm-hmm. because they're like training for because the, they, you know, they get teased and and finally like have to take part in this decathlon or whatever bullshit. Forty fifth Olympia yeah, or some shit, some whatever bullshit intramural thing that is happening between these two camps. They've they've gotten, you know berated enough that they finally accept the challenge. So there's like this training day where they're like, not, you know, that kind of training day, but they're like, they're like, <laughs> like come on kids, you best smoke this shit. It is not an option. <laughs> but no, they're, they're just having a, a, a day where they're training <laughs> like three legged race and all this shit. Right. And then like, it's night and none of this happened on screen, but they're all just sitting around with like empty plates and shit loaded cans. And they're like, Oh, I'm so full. And it's like, well, the thing is tomorrow why are you eating like fucking pigs tonight <laughs> i don't understand what is happening I like i i know thankfully they were probably making this movie an hour and 20 minutes or whatever it is mm-hmm. um but anyway they're like all right it's it's you know s'mores time hooray and <laughs> they don't have any of the ingredients for some reason and try to roast fruits and <laughs> like roast pears and bananas and shit and everyone's all super pissed off yeah yeah um, um so like all right because we before we get to the decathlon, it, mm-hmm. it it bears mentioning that we have what all the archetypes of kids that we have. Okay. Um. So we have nerdy kid, the World of Warcraft player, as we established. We have mm-hmm. his younger brother, who's for some reason he's <laughs> six and he understands everything. Like he's fucking Neo, six year old Neo for some reason. Like he understands <laughs> girls and like why things aren't going to work. Then equally, there's like this probably like an eight year old girl who's a fucking genius too, mm-hmm. who's just like, well, statistically, like this can't happen, blah blah blah. And it's like. All right. Then yeah. you got the fat kid that can eat everything. Yeah. You got <laughs> mullet kid who's like, you know, in any other movie is torturing cats. Uh, you know, <laughs> because like, I mean, like, seriously, they set him up for like, you know, he's good at archery and setting things on fire. And it's like, all right, this kid is a fucking problem and you need to watch him. Also, I don't know if I blame the kid or the parents, but why the fuck does he have a mullet? Anyway. Yeah. Um, it's like all his, sle- all his shirts have the sleeves ripped off right. of him. He's just awful. It, like, why? Why would he? I don't know. Yeah. Terrible. Um, then you've got the two kids that are actually the kids of uh, not Eddie Murphy. And <laughs> I honestly forgot his name for a second. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> and, and, and Dot Jeff Garland. Uh, right. Yes. Um, Which is weird because I never felt like for a second that that kid was related to Cuba Gooding Jr. Like, no. they, they, that kid will just wander into a scene like, hey, dad, and then that's it. And it's like, there's no parental bonding with that kid at all. No. None. 
Um, and then, oh, there's the dream girl that the nerdy kid. That's I think that's the entire cast of kids. So, like I said, there's only like seven of them. Yeah. There's not many. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. one kid who's allergic to everything. Oh, that's right. There's pukey kid. Yeah. yeah that, I, well, I almost said that because pukey kid <laughs> figures into a lot of what is about to happen. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Because there's a kid that's like, you know, mom's like, all right, here's your dramamine for this. And you don't forget your this and your Tums and your Pepto. And mm-hmm. your, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, nervous stomach kid has has some issues. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then there's the, like I said, there's there's nondescript dream girl that the World of Warcraft kid is in love with. Um, Who like this entire movie is just slow motion tossing her hair back and forth, like in every shot to where, you know, nerdy kid is just like, nah, but it's just and then, and the little brother's just like, dude, here's go talk to her. So yeah. Here's what you say. And then he goes over there and fucks it up every single time. <laughs> Do you like orcs? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a level 42 blood elf druid. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand a word that you just said. What does that mean? <laughs> I got to go. Yeah, something something came up. <laughs> right. um, but I mean, you, you completely see where this movie is going, which is. Sure. And like, it's, like, been, it's been established. So like Lachlan Monroe. And Cuba Gooding Jr. went to camp together. Mm-hmm. They were at this camp before. Yeah, the shitty he, camp. he is the kid that beat him that he yeah. he was talking about earlier that he hates. Yeah, he won the big thing. Right. Cuba Gooding Jr. lost, blah, blah, blah. Which, so. again, there, there's a scene where he's like, he's taunting him from like his Humvee four-wheeler or some shit. And he's just like, beating you on that day like was the best day ever. And he's like, so you peaked at 11? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the things that he's saying are like, yeah. should make the guy go, oh, yeah, you're right. This is sad. But yeah. it doesn't. No. Um so there's this whole daddy issue thing between Cuba Gooding Jr. and, and Colonel Dad and, or Granddad. And then like his kid is like bypassing him, mm-hmm. which is funny because like, is it, no, it is. It is in this movie. The problem is I watched these movies like back to back. Right. There's a, there's actually a, a decent line. They're like, you know, why grandkids and grandparents get, you know, get, get along so well. And they're like, they have a common enemy, which I've like, I've never heard that expression before. And it kind of makes a lot of sense because like. <laughs> Your parents have dealt with you your whole life. Yeah. They're kind of done with you and kind of want revenge for all the shitty things you ever did to them. <laughs> right. And kids just naturally kind of rebel against their parents anyway. So yeah. that's, you know, child psychology or whatever psychology, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so like kid is like looking up to granddad and bypassing his father. And he's like saying all these things like, yeah, I just walk around with rocks in my backpack just to, you know, get stronger. And I, so I could sleep up in trees and stuff like that. all this nonsense, like outdoorsy bullshit. So <laughs> right. son wanders off sometime in the middle of the night, just to be like his granddad is like climbed up into a tree. And you know, so this is the whole dumb thing where they have to go looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, pukey kid is puking randomly. I don't know. He just things set him off. And so yep. he pukes in Cuba Gooding's tent at one point in time. But, <laughs> He does. But oh, oh, while they were, I was saying this because while they were out there um, looking for Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son, mm-hmm. he says something about like, man, I just, I don't want my, he's doing this to be like his granddad. I don't want him to be anything like his dad. His dad is like hiding behind a tree and hears all this. So yeah. he like fucks he off. off the, yeah. yeah. And all the kids are like, well, we can't win the triathlon without him being here. Yeah. He taught us everything. Yeah. And we can't execute on those things unless he's standing here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so like. Cuba Gooding Jr. has to leave and because they find a train schedule and like he has to go and try to talk him down and yeah. you know does that. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, like we're basically watching the the rich kids camp cheat their way to victory. You know, yeah, they're cheating in all the things. Yeah, like like they're kicking their like ass in the three legged race, so they've got a, like a trip wire and um, they clearly they, they clearly fire. they clearly won something. Oh, that's right, they were using gasoline to start a fire yeah. and all this shit. And, yeah. Um, like, th- and then finally, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Colonel Granddad come back, and it's like, whatever, now we can win. And so, like, they start like hitting their stride with things like the fat kid is good at eating marshmallows, so he wins the eating contest. And huh. The you know the cat stabbing mullet kid is like good at archery, so he like Robin Hood splits an arrow that this other kid shot. And, mm-hmm. Like the archery things are like the one thing that the rich kids didn't cheat at. Like that kid was just a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, they skunk up the not not Jeff Garland kids with so he can like go wrestle which just means like the kid comically goes Bleh, yeah falls over winner yeah he, he Warburton's over it <laughs> falls over yes that's right dies um this seems like a movie Warburton should be in yeah <laughs> yeah you just gotta win the cap against the rich kid this is his kind of movie yeah. he's not in this um anyway so they start 
winning again, you yeah. know, like despite like they've clearly figured out that they're cheating and like nobody really seems to care. No, it's like, ah, like, oh, well, let's not invalidate this just cheaters yeah. keep going. But it comes down to the final event, which is rock climbing or you know, the, the dumb obstacle wall. Right. And oh, and they they won tug of war because the pukey kid, the oh, back and forth <laughs> motion of the tug of war rope made him puke all over the other team, which they were like, ah, and fell in the mud. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all, all of their dumb strengths come back to save them in the end. Yes. Except for like nerdy girl who's just basically running around like, well, I've calculated the odds and uh, yeah, I, clearly they're cheating. You know, like, yes. Like, well, thank you. Like, <laughs> what were you doing? What's your event other than pointing out the obvious? <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. But yeah, they, so they get to the final thing, which is climbing, which is going to be Cooper Gooding Jr.'s kid. Mm-hmm. And well, all right, <laughs> I have I have to I have to put a pause here, okay? Because I I feel like there is an archetype out here that we haven't found yet, and I need to find the original. Okay, um, I want to know what the Mister Show fat kids versus monks sketch is based on. <laughs> Because I swear to God, this movie follows it beat by beat. In fact, having Brian Dora Murray in the yeah. in the movie at all. Yeah. And I look through his filmography. I'm like, the motherfucker's never been in a camp movie. <laughs> what am I missing here? Like, are people fans of the sketch and are now emulating that in the actual movies? Because the kid that is supposed to do the climbing, the 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 rednecky mullet kid, yeah. is like, oh, I I twisted something. Like, you know, you got to find somebody else, and that's when Cuba. I mean. Literally, like, beat for beat, like, everything is happening like that fucking sketch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Other than, like, you know, the guy, the kid gets up and can actually climb and not mm-hmm. go rap, rap, a really, really rap, you know. But <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, like, uh, uh-huh. anyway, so yes, his kid, his kid gets, like, almost all the way up the top, falls off, and the nerdy girl comes out. And they're like, he's cheating. It's an oil can from the 1940s. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And then Lachlan is like, you stole that. Yeah, she's, she's a thief <laughs> and a liar. Thief. But, like, th- at this point, the crowd is just like, hey, what's the meaning of this? Yeah. Well, so he slipped down and is just like, fuck it, I'll climb up this tree here. Right. <laughs> and climbs up the tree and swings over and rings the bell. And they win. And they win, yeah. And then everyone's like, I love you, and I couldn't have done without you. And they're like, well, your dad's a real hero, and I love, you should love, we all love each other. Yeah, hooray, big, hooray. Big group hug. We yeah. win, I guess. <laughs> Whatever, I just summed up the end of the movie. Like I said, I, I just wanted to point out that I, I need to know yeah. if there is actually a basis for this, like, schlub camp versus rich kid camp or fat kid camp or whatever mm-hmm. that we haven't seen, or if, like, they are literally beat for beat stealing from the Mr. Show sketch at this point, because this is, the like I said, <laughs> down to the exact same plot of, like, last second, like, oh, well, yeah. you know, there's cheating and, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and then the very last event, somebody has to step in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe someone could write in and please help me because like I mean if you haven't seen this Mystery Show sketch, you should. It's in the fourth season. Yeah. Um yeah. It's uh something about understandable. (laughs) That's the name of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, this movie's over. Yeah. This movie's bad. Mm -hmm. Um it's it's embarrassing. It I felt bad for Cooper Gooding Jr. But everyone in this movie only has like one volume, Mm -hmm. which is just shouting. Right. And like Cooper Gooding Jr. is shouting in the first sentence that he has on camera Mm -hmm. and it never calms down after that nope there's no nuance to anything it's just shouting Mm -hmm. uh there were a couple of things that he did along the way that kind of made me chuckle that he he has like this patented kuba gooding jr move where he is either watching or listening to someone do something ridiculous and he will just turn his head and walk off that is amusing to me but this movie is is just rife with lousiness mm-hmm. um i didn't care about any of it it's just one of those movies where like every everything's i don't know it's, it has like that dumb basic color palette and everything's just on the surface safe and i don't know it's i like i was saying it takes two is not offensive in any way this is offensive mm-hmm. to me because it, it's bad uh so i'm gonna give it three bags i was saddened by it yeah uh not that the original day camp is any or daycares is some masterpiece it's not it's terrible too but this is just like why 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 are you trying to wring out this more of this garbage so yeah three three bags that yeah i i will echo that rating um as i alluded to earlier the Loud talking mm-hmm. that occurs throughout the entire movie yep. really got on my nerves that everyone, like their volume level is broken and they're all normalized to 12. It's past <laughs> 11, I think. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's a, there's like the tiniest things I could point to to say like, eh, that was all right, but they're like they are floating in a pile of shit. Because um, yeah. like Lachlan Monroe is a good bad guy, yeah. smarmy bad guy dude. Yes. Like there is something kind of punchable about his face on a good day <laughs> that like when you give him something kind of evil to do, it's like, oh, now I just really want to punch you like <laughs> with everything. Yeah. Um, so I'm just saying there, there's just something about him anyway that like he obviously makes a good smarmy bad guy yeah. kind of good. Yeah. I just I kind of wish he could have been somebody like, you know, Dr. Dan and like fired up or something, you know, like <laughs> whatever it was. Dan, Dave, I don't know. <laughs> right. It was. Yes. I'm saying like Dr. Rick, that's what it was because he was a dick. Yes. That's why they made that joke. Um, yeah. But I'm saying like, you know, put him in a role, a better role, a better written movie in that kind of role and it would be more fun. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Well, just watch Dead Man on Campus because that is his tour de force. Okay. <laughs> that is his masterpiece of, <laughs> of performing. Of douchebaggery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You just that guy. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I just mm. yeah, this movie is not good. No, there, and like there, there was just so much about this movie that was disappointing, and that's my own fault. Like, there should be no expectations that this was going to be good. No, but like even as it started, I was like, they were talking in such reverent tones about Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad that immediately my head went, Keith David, please let it be Keith <laughs> David. Like, keep talking about him being military. Let it be Keith David. And then like, I'm not saying anything bad about Richard Gant, but he yeah. showed up. And I was like. Oh, like, oh, just just the way they built up that dude. I was like, I was waiting for somebody to walk in and be like, oh, fuck, it's this person's in this movie. No, it's he's all right, but he's not he's not a guy you build up to then drop out and go like, oh, well, okay. he he is appropriate for this movie. Sure. A better movie would have had Keith David. <laughs> I was expecting I was hoping the movie was going to elevate itself because as soon as they were like military, all the stuff and like appropriate age, I was like. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> nope. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, those are those are this week's movies. Uh one is a one is a decent movie you should show your kids. The other, please don't show your children. <laughs> don't show anybody. Yeah. No. Don't even show yourself. No, just pretend like just... we were up until this week and pretend that movie did not exist. <laughs> yeah. Just move on. So Go watch a random Anthony Anderson movie and it's kind of like I thought I was going to be doing. Totally. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with uh, two more mm-hmm. delightful camp movies. We're approaching the end of Banff Camp, so don't be sad. Uh, we'll be back again next year. Right. And we'll sing songs. We will. And, and roast fruits together. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll write a Banff cast campfire song. Okay. Whatever, anthem, whatever they call those. Yeah. Anthem. Sure. Sure. But uh, so if you want to send us anything camp related, please send it to BMF at BMFcast.com and we will talk about it here on the show. And that's it, really. That's all we've got for this week. Yeah. So if you're listening to this early, thank you for being a patron. Absolutely. Um, if you're listening to it later, thank you for listening. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> thank you for just taking. Yeah. <laughs> when you I... want the podcast, you just take the podcast. <laughs> Yep, either way, we appreciate you. But uh, until next week, when we are back with two more camp movies, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra, out. Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the summer? Are you ready for the good times? Are you ready for some loving?